Y'all, we made it. Some of the couples may not have survived paradise, but we can bask in the glory that we trudged through another season of tears and debauchery and made it out relatively unscathed on the other side of the beach. What is our reward? Why, it's the promise of a new dawn, a new day, and a new life in the form of Peter the Pilot. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 132 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I am your host, Lindsay, here as always with some guy in Austin to talk about finally we have trudged through the season, but the finale of Bachelor in Paradise was last night. And we are free from this until next year. How do you feel being done with this season? Um, it's. I would like to say it's bittersweet, but it's not. Um, I thought <laughs> just I had, sweet. <laughs> had last night's. Yeah, had last night's episode been either unpredictable or eventful mm-hmm. or not just run of the mill. I think I would have been like, okay, that's a satisfying end to a fun season. But man, it was hard to watch three hours of just rehashed. Yeah. And it was just, we knew it was going to happen. There were a couple surprises, but I can't say that I was completely caught off guard by anything that happened last night. Well, let's talk about the biggest surprise using air quotes, because it wasn't a surprise. We figured this, that Peter the pilot was announced as the next bachelor. Do you think it's a good choice? The right choice? Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Yeah, I, I think we've established that he would make a good a good bachelor. He may be a little too like um, Ben Higgins nice-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that these guys, um, nam- namely the people involved in the production, pay attention to their feedback. And I think they'll make him a little edgier than they did Ben. Ben was just too vanilla for me. And um, he reminds me of a Ben Higgins type. But I think the bachelor um, folks will do their homework and have him come in sufficiently edgy. Mm-hmm. Oh, edgy. I don't know about that. Do you well, think he can edgy, get there? Well, edgy as he can be. Okay. Um, like, like butter knife edgy, <laughs> not, not steak knife edgy. <laughs> what do you think he has going for him? You know, he's a nice guy. I think we, we realized uh, you and I both liked him, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's that's half the battle, right? If he's a likable guy, um, he's got a real job. Real job. Uh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, you and I just commented he appears to be uh, in better shape. I mm-hmm. think he's probably following up on his um, bachelor CrossFit classes or whatever yes. they, they mm-hmm. threw. Uh, and he will be sufficiently ready to fly his plane and jog shirtless on his sidewalk in his uh, hometown. <laughs> So uh, also, I'm excited. He's going to be pulling his little suitcase thing through an airport somewhere to yeah. show I'm a real pilot. Look at me go. With his hat on. With his hat on. No and pilots he... wear their hat in the freaking <laughs> airport. They yes, carry them. Nobody do. does that. No, they don't. <laughs> okay. How many girls do you think are going to mention something about a windmill in the icebreaker? Oh, it's going to be ridiculous. You know, and I think it would be actually very funny if they um, they recruited a Dutch girl. You know, just somebody who's 
had windmills in her life her whole life <laughs> to make an appearance there. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a theme. And then um, the fact that there was four times in a windmill, I'm sure that's going to be some kind of theme too. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I've mentioned this, I'm probably beating a dead horse but uh, by now, but I think that we... Um, we need to take bets on what the theme song is going to be. My wow. my pick is an 80 the- 80s uh, aviation themed song. Mate, we haven't used the word fly in any. It's just been on the wings of love and... Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other one? What's that? That's not a pretty fly for a white guy. Um, <laughs> that might be good. A little double entendre there. Um, forget the racist uh, what connotation. What about uh, Peter Pan? You can fly. You can fly. You flew. <laughs> double meetings. There you go. He can find his Tinkerbell or Wendy or whatever. Wouldn't you in love with Wendy? When, is that what it is? Despite the fact that Peter Pan was always a, uh, you know, a, a girl, a adolescent looking female. <laughs> okay. I think he's lost some weight too. Whenever he came on the stage, I kept saying, what's different? What's different? What's different? And I think it was Stephanie who said, man, those, those little chipmunk cheeks aren't there anymore. He's, he's slimmed down. So you're probably right. We're getting to a point where he's going to have a six pack running around the bachelor yeah. neighborhood because that's where he grew up but yeah. i think it's going to be a good season uh, yeah i think it'll be fun and I can, I can tell you that you know from from a, a weight perspective i think that um you know sitting around the mansion and drinking beer and eating whatever you want for whatever it is 28 days worth of filming has to take its toll so mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. he's back in pilot shape now my friend Martha brought this up today. We were talking earlier and she said, "Do you think the bachelor is going to reach a point where the producers think, all right, none of this is really working?" Meaning Colton is still with Cassie, but he sort of bucked the system and Hannah's didn't really work out and do you think that they're going to make it to where you have to stay with your person and there's not going to be anything dramatic like Ari? pulling his stunt or whatever. Do you think they're going to try to make it normal or are we past the point of normal and we don't need the pretty bow? No, I think that's one of the reasons for his being picked is he's a normal guy who's really ready for commitment. Um, But I I do want to point out now, we've had three pilots, correct? We've had uh, Andy Baldwin, who Mm -hmm. was a naval pilot, right? Lieutenant Andy Baldwin, Dr. Lieutenant Andy Baldwin. That's right. So now now he flew naval jets, right? I think so, yes. So it's just him and one other dude behind him with some kind of funny nickname, and they drive around and, you know, in Miramar, California, and act like Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Now, we, 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 had, we had Jake, who was also a pilot. Mm-hmm. But I just want to point out that Peter the pilot is arguably our first pilot in the Bachelor series to ever fly around actual passengers. Aha. Uh-huh. He's not because the cargo Jake, plane. That's right. If you're familiar, <laughs> flew like rubber dog from Hong Kong <laughs> to your nearest stuff. party supply store. That's right. Yeah, that's right. All the stuff you get in Party City, um, you know, or you find in the gumball next to the gumball machine at various Chuck E. Cheese's roller skating um, rinks. Do that's right. Go that's there right. Anymore? Oh, I loved yeah. roller skating thanks, rinks. Thanks to Jake Pavelka. You know, I was, I was, I had the, the, 
I was the best couple skater. You know, I was I'm like sure the cha-cha were. de Gregorio <laughs> of couple skating. And uh, I had this move. I had my own skates and I had this move where I would go around turn one holding hands and then I would just all of a sudden reverse. Oh, mm. it was, just, it was mm-hmm. the bomb. Yeah. You were like ice skaters. Um, well, no, not, 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 I wasn't like, you know, I didn't have tight pants on or anything, but I was, you know, <laughs> you just had your smooth. own skates. <laughs> I was smooth by anybody's standards. I was smooth on the skating rink. Were they black skates? Yeah. They were black with orange wheels. Oh, nice. Mine were white with blue wheels. Well, yeah, that's a good, that's a good girl. Type Did you of thing. ever shoot the duck? Yes, we shot. I shot the duck. Um, I used to do uh, speed races, you know, we mm. used to do, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, and, uh, of course you would do a couple skate, which we just mm-hmm. mentioned. And then, um, who are the other types of skates? There were some other types of skates. Yeah. All skate. All skate. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember the most popular song at your roller skating rink? Oh man, that's a tough one. Um, when you said that, um, about three different foreigner songs <laughs> popped into my head. So I'm going to have to go with I urgent. I love is. Right. No, 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 no. Even before that, like like on the Foreigner 4 album, I would have to go with like Urgent or Jukebox Hero would be uh, mm, the two mm-hmm. really, really stand out. Yeah. Uh, oh, Mickey, You're So Fine. You're oh. So Fine, You Blow Up. That was another one. Tony Basil. Nice. Ours was I Just Called to Say I Love You. That was a really big couple skatey skate song. Um, did you ever, did you ever um, consummate a, um, in, no, in a, I didn't. I don't no, know no. what you're going to say. <laughs> Consummate was a wrong term. I think I'm still thinking about windmills. Anyway, we can move on. <laughs> Let's. Okay. Uh, Katie and Chris, this was just a big, big, hot mess of, what do we say, self-sabotage? They got engaged on the proposal pedestal after she had a hard time getting him to say any sort of you're the one or I love you or such. And then all of a sudden and after Katie's on the hot seat by herself, uh oh, and she's just exhausted because she can't get him to do anything or say anything or behave in any way (laughs) that makes her think he likes me, but she still loves him. I need you to know she still loves him. She's not wearing her ring, but she still loves him. Here's what I found very interesting about the psychology of the situation. Mm -hmm. Now, if you compare the two, if you compare Katie and Chris to Clay and Nicole, Mm -hmm. almost the exact same problem, right? Um, failure to open up, failure to recognize that, you know, this is a good thing, fear of commitment, whatever you want to characterize it. Both of those guys, you could just see it in their eyes, mm-hmm. right? Um, Nicole reacted differently and split and a relationship. Mm-hmm. Amy hung in there a little bit, believed in him and, uh, you know, trudged through the, uh, trudged through the sewage line out into the, well, past the prison yard walls, like, uh, Andy Dufree and, uh, Shawshank Redemption, and mm-hmm. she was paid off for. Well, at least temporarily paid off for. You know, we don't True. know what that's going to be like long term. But um, emotionally unavailable is the is the problem I think with both of those guys. And uh, Clay was oof, that was brutal. Right, and and Katie keeps saying to Chris Harrison, she loves Chris, she loves him, she loves him, but she's just in such a dark place right now. And I love him, she's I so love him, positive, but yeah, it's but I'm so crying hard. <laughs> I thought, I mean, are these not red flags just waving in front of your face whenever you compare your relationship to darkness? 
But then you feel- <laughs> we get that we get that weird thing at the end where we see them outside and he's mad at her because she blindsided him with all this new information. But then yeah. he he stumbles a little bit because he say we talk about this all the time. And so she says, it's not blindsiding then, right? Because you knew about it because we talk about it all the time. And he up and leaves. He just walks off the set. We never see him again. Did you feel like, um, and not that I was a big Bukowski fan before this, um, I um, felt like there was something about him that really, really wanted to change. Mm-hmm. Whereas I didn't feel that way about Clay. No. I felt like Chris Chris was frustrated with himself because he couldn't let him, you know, let him self-recognize a good thing in his life. I right. really got that feeling. I did Clay, too when, on he's, the other when hand, he's crying on the pedestal. That's when I thought, well, he really, really wants this. Clay yeah. on the other and, and hand, he, go ahead. He gave you know, he gave the old college try a couple times, even though he's, you know, about ten years too old to be in mm-hmm. college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um Clay, on the other hand, uh uh-uh. uh. That that wall is uh, you know, Thicker than his biceps. Well, I, I defend Clay a little bit only because How? only because Nicole is saying, you have to tell me right now, do you love me? Do you not right now? And he says, well, I yeah. can't say that because I don't know. We've been together for four weeks, even probably fewer weeks. And I just got into this relationship with Angela. You saw how I'm, I kind of wavered with her. I'm not going to drop down on one knee just to give you a ring and make you think, yay, look at me. We're going to get engaged when we're not. Yeah. We, we, we have to, I think we have to suspend rational behavior when (laughs) when it comes to, because really, honestly, like I get it, Clay, you know, you're, it is not reasonable for someone to, well, under many circumstances, it's not reasonable to think that should that week or whatever it is before paradise, you should solve all your problems all at once, come together as a couple. (laughs) And then, so practically speaking, I get it. I agree with you, but look, dude, you signed up for the reality show. And I just, I pictured, I had a little chuckle to myself because I pictured Angela sitting on a couch somewhere eating popcorn going, see, mm-hmm. I told you. See? See? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think, uh, I felt sorry for Nicole, but I think, um, you know, t- to your point earlier when she gives the ultimatum and says, mm-hmm. look, by now you should know. Um, I think there's a little truth to that. Uh, number one, because you're in an incubator there, right? I mean, uh, germs don't grow as fast outside the real world as they do in the incubator. Mm-hmm. I think the same this year, um, as, as, uh, harsh as that comparison is, I mean, you know, you're, you're stuck together all the time. You're either going to figure it out or you're not. So I think that's a valid point, but Nicole and Katie both came to a fork in the road mm-hmm. uh, and they had, they had to pick a direction, right? And Katie chose one and Nicole chose the other. The irony of the whole thing is I think ultimately a year from now, they'll be sitting in a wine bar somewhere together in the exact same place. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Cheers. They're going to give a cheers to each other. Exactly. (laughs) Have you ever been in a place where you told someone that they should love you as deep as the sea? (laughs) Um, No, but, you know, not yet. I mean, maybe I'll try that on uh, Mrs. Some Guy next time she's angry with me. Hey, did you try to recite her poetry? We were supposed to roll back around to that. Remember how you were going to do that? Yes. I have a very funny story about that, actually. Um, So I was prepared to sort of, you know, do a little bit of that. And um, what I forgot or what I failed to think about was that she's a fan of the podcast. And so we were sitting there on the couch one night. And um, I was kind of poking at her, trying to say, hey, you know, look, 
um, you know, it's, we're alone, you know, it's, it's romantic, you know? And she goes, Oh, are you going to write me poetry? <laughs> and I went, Oh, well, I probably shouldn't announce on the podcast that she's a fan of <laughs> prior go, to doing Go ahead and it. tell her right now that you love her as deep as the sea. Yeah, I would tell her that, and then she would say something like, and uh, that's a sea full of Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. That's what she would probably respond to that. I hate to think that I've ruined my, any you know hope of romance that my wife has ever had, but um, that's probably what I've done. <laughs> well, speaking of Shakespeare, John Paul Jones pulls oh. it out again because Tasha thought she made a mistake, and she grabs an ABC camera and runs up to Marilyn and says, I still love you. Let's explore. And so Did, now they're boyfriend and girlfriend. I think the biggest question I had yeah. was who in the when the hell decorated John Paul Jones's house? Uh that's his mom and dad's he, house. Exactly. He had like the <laughs> Thanksgiving wreath on the door and I was like, where is she? Is <laughs> she at her elementary school teacher's house, maybe for a little consultation or something? And then he answers the door and I'm like there's no way a 24-year-old guy lives there. <laughs> That's where Mr. and Mrs. Jones lives. <laughs> yeah. What light through Mrs. yonder. Paul Jones live. <laughs> Excuse me, Mrs. Paul Jones. Is John Paul Jones here? I'd like to get him back. And you are uh, Tasha Paradise? Paradise. Yeah, you know, Mexico. Pay Mexico? no attention to these cameras behind me. It's no big deal. <laughs> Man, please come in. Have you ever done a big grand gesture? Have I? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think so. Like, like, uh, like in uh, "Say Anything" when uh, Cusack holds the radio over his head, like sure. that kind of thing. Yeah, or flying across the way to tell somebody how much you love them and want to explore things. I spray painted my girlfriend's name on the side of my high school once. <laughs> does that count? Yes, it does. Yeah, there you go. Somebody told me they were going to spray paint my name on the Hallsville water tower, and mm. it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, because that's a dangerous thing to do. I, you know, as much as you want someone to love you, you wouldn't want them scaling, you know, hundreds of feet to... Mm -hmm. No, you would, because that's the grand gesture. That's <laughs> okay. what makes it so great. Although, I couldn't go, that's not me, because who else spells their name like me? Nobody. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think maybe one of these days I'm going to uh, completely remodel my house by hand and build Mrs. Some Guy a painting studio mm -hmm. uh, where she can uh, paint topless while I go out and perform work in the lumber yard. <laughs> while you build <laughs> well, furniture in the barn? Yeah. That's good. While I become Amish like Noah in the notebook. <laughs> He's not Amish. Dude, he wears blue shirts, he builds He's furniture, and he has a beard. He might as well be Amish. <laughs> Dylan and Hannah, boring. They're together. Yay. Oh, my God. That was so boring. But I thought, you know, they did a, I don't say that a good job, but a halfway decent job. For a moment there, there was a little doubt that she was going to go south on him. Mm -hmm. But I don't think you ever had a doubt. Like, you were you were in on them. But I was kind of hoping it would go south for my own selfish reasons, but it didn't. No, it didn't. Neither did Christian and Demi. You called that one. They got engaged. Demi gives a ring to Christian. And then later at the after, Christian gives Demi a ring because Uncle Neil had to whip up another one real quick. Now let's talk about Blake. <sighs> I know. He gets called up to the hot seat. And man, was there a lot of juggling going on up there. There yeah. was so many and spin. layers. 
he's not owning up to things, but should he own up to things? I mean, I found myself going, well, I get that. Well, I get that too. You know, the bottom line is that I think that he embarrassed himself and there's really no easy way out of that, you know? Yeah. Let me walk through some of the things though that we talked about. So Christina admits that she's friends with benefits with Blake and they hooked up in stagecoach, but she found out a month later about Kaylin. So Blake is surprised that Christina is so angry in paradise because he, why would she be angry? They weren't together. They weren't this and that. And so Chris, Christina says, well, you should have told me. Do you agree with that? Well, I think if you believe Blake's version, it all happened spontaneously. And I would tend to think that at somewhere like Stagecoach with all of the testosterone and estrogen running around the music festival, that that's probably just as believable, you know, as, you know, because once the text messages were released, it appears that she texted him or the, uh, what's her name? Kaylin texted him well into the night, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, I'm on my way over. So to me, Blake's explanation rings true. And mm-hmm. I don't think he really had time. He was going to do call her two in the morning and go, Hey, is this cool? <laughs> oh yeah. I, I mean, she's probably also yeah. thinking you waited a month to tell me, why didn't you wait? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, oh, oh, that's what you're talking about. Afterwards? Yes. Uh, I don't know, man. That's a tough one, right? Cause if you still like her and you're still interested in her, um, and you view that other situation as a one night mistake, mm-hmm. then what do you do? I don't know. It's a tough call. Like right. he, he dug his own grave and right. he has to deal with the consequences. But I still, you know, I think if you just suspend all kind of moral judgment, it's a tough situation timing wise. And then also it's super awkward. And most people, I think in that situation, particularly ones that are 24 years old or whatever, mm-hmm would tend to want to avoid the conflict. So Mm -hmm. I understand it, but I also think he made a stupid mistake. Yes. And the whole text messaging thing, it seems like the whole cast was mad at him for releasing the text messages and then pulling them off because she was being attacked on social media. That's right. His point was, you said that I slept with you and then ghosted you. That's wrong, and I have proof. Well, he also said you know, he kind of reiterated what she said. And then he said, look, these are pretty serious allegations and I have a right to defend myself. That's a fair statement. Yeah, I I Um, agree. But then she said, you shouldn't have done it through text messages. You should have just done it through your words. And his point is, well, who's going to believe me with just my words? Right. That's uh, in my, my line of work, uh, your lawyer friends will laugh at this. We call that the best evidence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, there's different ways to present things, but if you got the actual document or, you know, a statement or something, then that's the best evidence and that ought to speak for itself. So, you know, don't send text messages in the middle of the night that you're just coming over for quote sex only or whatever mm-hmm. it was. That you said. I mean, that's the risk you take these days when you put something like that into writing. And mm-hmm. I don't think that she can, um, you know, begrudge anybody for defending himself under those, those circumstances. Do I think it was fair? Probably not. If, if that would have been me, I probably wouldn't have released those text messages the way he did. But you know, at a certain point, I, I get it. You know, it's, it's a weird situation. But here's the other thing. Um, while Blake is certainly responsible for his own behavior, nobody focused on Christina or mm-hmm. Kaylin or anybody else for, you know, once they once they had full disclosure for continuing on with him. So mm-hmm. I, they bear responsibility, too. And, yes. You know, I noticed you skipped Hannah G in that list. I forgot. You know, Blake, I forgot. Blake flew to Birmingham. So they could talk. 
Yeah, they were just going to have a conversation. Um, I can tell you that um, in I've a windmill. Never, I've never, yeah, <laughs> I've never bought uh, a ticket anywhere to meet a member of the opposite sex just to have a conversation. Even I mean, for a grand gesture? No, not even for a grand gesture. No. You couldn't take your spray paint on the airplane. I get it. He had some other indication that it was on. And mm-hmm. I'm just, I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Guys, I mean, that's just the way it works. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, regardless of what she says, I think she's entitled to protect her, you know, doe-eyed, blonde-haired um, <laughs> innocence. But I don't think that she was completely honest with what happened. And frankly, it's irrelevant now that she's in love with not Mateo. Right. That's a true you, statement. That's you know a true really statement. really cool if they name their first kid Mateo. Mateo. I'm going to Speaking of kids. Oh, yes. Nice segue. We had yeah. some success stories from Bachelor in Paradise, including Jaden Tanner with their little girl who walked around circles on the coffee mm-hmm. table. Yes. And the baby who was born in the closet. And then Carly and Evan, they had their little girl, but then we had a gender reveal, and it was a boy because Wells popped out of a cake. Yeah. I am just really happy that there wasn't an ultrasound. Me too, PTL. Yes. And I'm really happy that um, in lieu of the ultrasound, it was a cake and and Wells rather than an actual replica of a uterus and (laughs) Wells popping out. Because I think... You know, that was just as possible. Have you ever been to a gender reveal? I was forced to go to a gender reveal <laughs> once. Um, and I'll be honest with you. Why forced? I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I was like, oh, um, my sister-in-law was having a, a gen- was it my sister? Yeah, my sister-in-law was having a gender reveal. And I was like, oh, okay, well, we'll go to that. It sounds like fun. Is there going to be alcohol? <laughs> like, yeah, okay, I'll go. <laughs> And then, like, I'm like, what's going on here? And there's this box, and there's a thing, and you got to cut it, and the balloons fly up. And so then, like, um, pink balloons fly up, and I, I still didn't realize what that meant. And then everybody started cheering, and I was like, what are we, what are we here for? What's, what's going to happen? And Mrs. Some guy said, oh, that means they're going to have a girl. And I thought, oh, okay, now I get it. So I was sort of backed into going to a gender reveal and I didn't really know what it was. <laughs> I would have preferred the balloons or maybe they have confetti cannons that pop out and pink or blue sparkles come down instead of wells popping out. Isn't there one out. version of that? Isn't there one version of that like with a cake where you cut into the cake and yes, it's pink or blue inside or something? Very good, yes. Very creative, very creative. Um, so first of all, two things. Number one, thank you as always for inviting me on the podcast. It's a great break to my day. It's tons of fun. Um, but I forgot to mention something, so I'm going to do it out of chronological order because I think it deserves, um, proper recognition. Are you ready? What? Um, when, um, you you had mentioned earlier, you said, I, gee, I wonder how Chris got his ring back, Mm. Katie (laughs) and what we totally glossed over. And I'm very ashamed of myself for this (laughs) was Harrison without even breaking eye contact (laughs) with Katie says, Paulie. And who comes in with the ring? Mm-hmm. But Pauly, the fat guy with the leather hat who helped Roz pack her <laughs> shit when Jake got cheated on at his own cocktail party <laughs> while he was the bachelor. I mean, every time I see that guy, joy fills my heart <laughs> for that reason. Season 24 of The Bachelor is upon us. With P- <laughs> January 6th. 
it's not really upon us. It's sort of in on the horizon. It feels upon. It feels <laughs> upon. And I know so many people who don't listen or watch The Bachelor are ready for this podcast to be something non-Bachelor related. But we're, season 24 is coming with Peter the pilot. If you had to give it a tagline, for example, on the wings of love or whatever Colton's was about his virginity. Okay, you've got it. Let me hear it. it. Flying over the shark. (laughs) I don't get it. Jumping the shark? Flying over the shark? Come on. It's not jumping the shark. It's not. It's going to be here forever. It was close a couple couple times. I I do think... um, I do think that um, my prediction of this season, it will be sort of, is what you said earlier, a return toward normalcy. I mm-hmm. think that they're just going to let the guy go and just be in love, plus or minus some crying scenes here and there. But other than that, I think that they just let him do his thing. Okay. And have we met Mr. and Mrs. Peter, the pilot? Um, his parents, do we yes, meet them? Yes, remember, he loved them, and they all sing songs and hold hands around the table. Oh, yeah. And they well, know other languages, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they sing a song, like, in German or something? I, I don't know. So, and was his it a little prayer? brother is darling cute. Uh, maybe, maybe they can bring back Cassie's sister, and she can date the brother. I, I miss her. I'd watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would do, frankly. We're flying, we're flying high. Darling, you look beautiful. Just flying, your hand in mine. Won't you come with me tonight? Hey, thank y'all for listening. Well, Bachelor in Paradise is closed, and we are free to podcast on other topics. Hooray! Thanks to those of you who actually listen all the way to the end. I've been writing your suggestions down, and I promise to consider them for future shows. Right now we have Mama on the docket and her love story. That's not really a love story. And a Downton Abbey episode coming your way starting next week, maybe at the end of this week if I get my act together. If you want to read the full recap of Bachelor in Paradise, you can find it on my website, IHateGreenBeans.com. FYI, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you head over there and let us know your thoughts, preferably with a five-star review, but no pressure. Thanks so much, and make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my books, Why I Hate Green Beans, and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Until we're together again, love you, mean it, Texas forever. Hey, 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 we're flying.